Collective Questions, a wedding show, aims to answer all your who, what, when, where's, and why's about the wedding industry. Each episode aims to focus on a different aspect within the industry, such as photography, wedding planning, real life couples, and behind the scenes. My name is Mackenzie Taylor, and I've been in the wedding industry for over 15 years as a professional wedding photographer. In 2017, I eloped in Red Rock Canyon in Las Vegas, Nevada, and I knew that others had to be interested in something as special and unique and beautiful as my wedding was. With that vision, I started Cactus Collective Weddings, and from there, we've branched out into other cities and other areas focusing on scenic destination weddings. So we have Renee on our show today, and she is going to be talking about working with a wedding designer. Tell us a little bit about yourself and we'll jump right into the topic. Okay, perfect. Thank you so much for having me, by the way. I love your Thank podcast. You. Thank uh, you. Yeah. So, well, my name's Renee. Like Mackenzie mentioned, I am a wedding planner. My company's called Urban Soiree. I'm based out of Boston, but I service the whole East Coast and destinations, wherever is a good fit for my clients and somewhere charming is what I like to say. I love, um, nice. you know, destinations with a lot of like culture and beauty. So, yeah. Yeah. So I'm a full service wedding planner, designer, and event management. And so we take on about five to six clients a year and I work with them very much from the start to the finish. And then in addition, I have my own podcast as well. It's called the confetti hour and it's for wedding professionals. And then I do in wedding industry speaking as well. So there's some, a lot of fun. There's never a dull moment, but every day is a little different, which is, you know, what I like about being an entrepreneur. So yeah. yeah. Nice. Well, thanks so much for coming on our show. Let's talk about working with a wedding designer. I will say that we have talked in other episodes about kind of the difference between a day of coordinator versus a wedding planner versus a designer, but we've never really deep dived into the topic about wedding, uh, working with a wedding designer. So great. You start. Yeah, no. And I, (laughs) what does that look like? Yeah, actually, you've kind of like laid a nice foundation for by educating people already that there's a difference between all of us Mm -hmm. is really helpful because it allows me to focus on the design, which I always say is I'm a full service planner and I love the design component of my job. The unique perspective, which you talked about probably in your other episode, is that some people do wedding design and don't do planning and some do planning and do wedding design. And so I'm a planner that does both. And I'm just as much into the logistics as I am into the creative side of it. And I think that, you know, I also work with a lot of people that only work with design in weddings. And so I love this topic because I hope I can bring some clarity and some just like excitement to the process. Like wedding design is my favorite, is everyone's favorite part. It's the fun part, you know? Right. And it should be fun. You well, can speak it, for yourself. <laughs> yeah, it's fun for me, but it's a yeah. lot of work. I I mean, it, it for is. my yep. company, it's a six month process and people don't they're like, wow, why does it take so long to pick out a linen? But it's not about just the linen. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Design rarely is about the actual product. It's about right. the way you want your day to feel. It's about what you want to see when you walk into the room. And it's also about like connecting personalities and really showcasing, you know, why, who we're there to celebrate. Right. Right. So yeah, it's, it's a loaded question. And I think the other thing, just to backtrack a little, and then I can explain my approach to design, but also some approaches to working with different designers, which I Uh hope will help. But I think that our industry has a hard time with design because 
we get sent hundreds and hundreds of photos off Pinterest Mm -hmm. and there's a lack of like education with those Pinterest photos or blog posts sometimes that can just make it elaborate on this. Yeah. Yeah, Please do. Please do. Yeah. I think it, one thing that I noticed, everybody has a different word for what a specific style is. Someone might Mm. say like, I want boho chic, but then they're sending you photos and you're like, that's not what I would have thought of that, you know? Right. And that's one thing that's kind of interesting that I see as well. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I deal with that with photography a lot Mm -hmm. when I'm, uh, this is not design related, but when I'm sourcing, you know, vendors for my clients, I try to educate them on the types of photography. But what's really funny is that I sometimes feel people use certain terms, but they aren't, you know, I'm like, it's very confusing. I'm sure it happens in every industry, but I do see terms interchangeable, you know, used in different ways. And with a photography background, I've definitely seen that as well. But yeah, I've definitely experienced that and it can make my head spin sometimes. So I imagine what a client would feel like because or what couples feel like, because for me, I'm in the industry and I know the difference, but it can be a little confusing. And so, yeah, the same thing with design and The reason I feel it can be daunting is it's similar if you think about it as like interior design or like Mm -hmm. building your home, there's just thousands of options. And so you could show me one photo off Pinterest and I'm picking out a million things in that photo, but I don't necessarily know what you're picking out of that photo. And so I, I take on an approach with design as a very like fluid collaborative process. And I think that that's the way it should be for weddings because you know, we don't want to control your design by any means, but I'm also here to be the expert, the voice of reason and to show you what you can actually get. So you'll show me a Pinterest photo and it's great to be able to give feedback on what you actually like in the photos. With my design process, I always tell people too, like, you know, in my design plans, I have to present these because there may be something that we're going to find in this photo, but, you know, it's only one small piece of why I put it there. And so it's kind of, we're never going to be able to find a perfect fit um, for what we're dreaming up. And that's that's a good thing is what right. I try to encourage people. Like, it's great if we have a general like vibe and we can right. get a sense for the direction. But the providers that were in that photo may be across the world and we don't have those chandeliers here, you know, in Boston or, you know, like that is kind of my example. So, you know, working with someone, I think like really straight off the bat in terms of tips, no matter what kind of designer. So like I'm a planner and a designer, but if you're just simply working with a designer, just point out the different elements that you're really drawn to. And then I, I guess my other tip would be don't overwhelm a designer because sometimes it makes it harder for me to actually pinpoint what we want and how we feel. And that's because I'm overloaded with like, when you see one photo, you may only see it as one photo. To me, I see it as 30 different elements in one photo. And so now I'm like, we're all over the place. (laughs) And of course it's my job to narrow that down and, and get to the root cause of it. But you know, I think for the most part, a lot of people do have a strong sense of their style and what they like and they don't like. And we want to hear that. Yeah. Actually, I have some thoughts on this because I would love to hear. Yeah. I'm actually in the process of, it's not specific to wedding design, but I've done many iterations of logos for different companies in the past, sourcing them, not me creating them. I have to say as someone on the other end of it, it's very challenging to know what you want, especially in the beginning. Do you see this? So like I actually yeah. have to get a draft and then I'm like, okay, that is not the right direction or 
Hmm, yeah. We're getting there. Is that yeah. like part of this process at all? Or yeah, definitely. Cause I'm one of those people that like, I think I know what I want. And then I like, but I actually really like that and that and that. And you're like, that is a hot mess, Mackenzie, you know? Yeah, no, I love that you brought this up. And and when I say, I think people have a strong sense of their style. I do think that you can have a strong sense of your style, but still not be aware where you want to go with like yes. your wedding. And, or you could be totally opposite. Like, yeah, sometimes yeah. it's like a wow factor. Like, whoa, Mackenzie dressed up. Yeah. Look <laughs> at you. You know, like there is some element of that. Yeah. That's yeah. so funny. That's true. Yeah. And I mean, my best recommendation is that, which I love to do with my clients. If we kind of don't have a strong sense of what direction yeah. they want to go in, but do a little inspiration exercise and look yes. at things that are not weddings, look mm-hmm. at what you are drawn to and like, kind of think about your wedding venue or think about your location and then start to draw inspiration from there. Like, what are you liking about your venue? Is there like a tile that you really love there? Or, you know, maybe it's in your home and you're like, I'm really drawn to this, you know, interior design can be really powerful helping a wedding creative also help you design for your wedding. Cause it just gives us a sense of your personalities. And, yeah, I- and if you're drawn to color or if you're drawn to more muted right. tones, like typically your home will start to feel similar. Mm-hmm. That being said, like, I love the inspiration exercise and I can, I create a bunch of different boards. I, I don't want to down Pinterest. Pinterest is a powerful tool. I think it's right. about knowing the balance with it. Right. So it's inspiration. This is what yeah. I always say. It's inspiration. It's inspiration. I, don't nece- I can't necessarily replicate exactly what you're seeing on that, you know, in right. that photo, you're not exactly. that you're not those people and I'm not the photographer, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's good for, to start like conversation, but it's not going to be the tangible, like, you know, final outcome that we're going right. to figure out together. Because but the event I, is unique to you too. Exactly. That's the, you want to make it your own. You yeah. Know? And I think with this, like just trying to narrow down your inspiration, I would just get very to the point with like what you're liking out of certain photos and just kind of compile it into a Pinterest board and then start to narrow down from there. Like I said, like a designer doesn't really need you to send a hundred photos. We just need like 10 photos that you, we know you really are drawn to. And right. if they're a little bit different, that's okay because we're going to talk about it and we're going to figure out what you're loving. From that is each. a really good point. Yeah. And so like, don't feel like you're all over the place. Like if you're drawn to two different things, let's talk about it. Yeah, that is so refreshing. I hope it helps. Yeah. It's supposed to be kind of a discovery process, you know, Mm -hmm. like it's supposed to be fun. And the other tip that I will add to this, which is a big one, is kind of going through that discovery yourself. But then also like once you've gone through it, really trusting your experts. And so your wedding designers. So maybe you have a planner and a designer and you have a florist and you have a lighting person, like trust your expert team to really like guide you after you've had those initial conversations. And I think people that trust the process also find that they're like, wow, this is what I'm looking for. Or like they get really excited, you know, about some of the ideas that get brought to the table. It can be hard to design for people who are so rigid about what they like. Like it has to be exactly this look. And like I said, we may not be able to source that. So, you know, being open-minded and trusting your team is a huge help. (laughs) Yeah. I think that that's across the board, right? Not just necessarily like if you're going to the effort of hiring high quality professional vendors, that's what they do. And your wedding is supposed to be a special day for you where you're not working, not overthinking in, you know, you're avoiding stress by hiring these folks. 
Yeah, exactly. Like that's literally what I'm here for. And I've done it a hundred million times, you know, well, maybe not. I don't think I have a million weddings <laughs> under my books. Thank goodness. I'd probably be like, you know, a hundred years old, but I do have a lot of experience and I still am in the job because I love this process with them. Right. So it's like, you know, trust the people on your team. You, you were drawn to them for a reason, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, design doesn't have to feel so intense if you feel heard. And if you feel like the vendor you're working with is communicative of like what the process looks like. And so if you're starting to feel a little overwhelmed or confused by what the next steps are, just ask them and I'm sure they'll get back to you. So, you know, everyone has a different process and that's okay, but you just want to feel very comfortable before you book someone, especially that you like their process and Mm -hmm. that you vibe with them personality wise. Yeah. Actually on that note, do you find that some wedding designers kind of stick with a certain style or do you find that people can really, I think that the, the reason I asked this is mostly regarding Instagram. So Mm. people have very curated feeds that tend to do what you do also in the photography world. So like, is that a good indicator or do you feel like, like that, but you know, maybe you want a little more color. It might make any sense. Oh, yes, you are. Because they may not show it. But that doesn't mean yeah, it's like kind of the curse of Instagram in a way, like, you know, their portfolio for the prettiness of the feed is one purpose, but that doesn't mean they can't do things or maybe that is what they do. Like, how do you balance that? I guess. Yeah, no, I actually think this question is like amazing. And I'm sure couples think about that a lot, actually. The one thing I will say that I'm sure it does differ between wedding designers and like photography. Although photography is like most of the time is a pretty straightforward, right? Like look at someone's style. I think first and foremost, I think that's a great question to ask in like an inquiry phase and you're going to get a different answer for every vendor. But in terms of like finding a wedding designer or working with someone, like I only post design photos of work I want to be doing. And so mm-hmm. I would say that it can be a good representation. So while I can do anything and I can, I can add a little more color. I can do something. If it's super, super different from what I'm showing, I would probably steer you to another planner just because I want you to have a great experience. And it's not my, it's not even that it's not my wheelhouse. It's just like, we're not going to bond on the same things, you know? Yeah. And so I would say that like within reason, like if you're seeing someone's portfolio online and you're thinking, wow, I really love this. I just want to add like some color or wow, I really like this, but I want it to be a little more muted. I think that is like worth uh, like a question. I get that a lot. You know, a lot of my clients, they tend to go for more muted color palettes, but I love working with color as long as they know that my style is always going to come from a very soft, romantic feel then we're all on the same page. Right. But Versus like, someone, someone yeah, that's like, like edgy and, and colorful. Yeah. Right, like right. that's, you don't see me post that anywhere because that's not my style. So right, right. I can do it. I know the vendors to do it, but it's not the best interest for me or the client. Right. 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 So I would say like, if it's not too, too different, you're good to kind of work with anyone and ask them that question. Mm-hmm. But if it's like so far off, like I don't think people as a business, they aren't doing their job attracting the right client. If they're posting right. things that are like, not within what they want to be working. Right, right. You know? Yeah, that makes sense. Hope that helps. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was a good question though, because yeah, it's you. confusing for everyone. <laughs> it is. And I mean, I, I know friends in the industry and, you know, they have an idea of what they want a tool for their business to use, but that doesn't mean that they don't do other kind of work occasionally or, yeah, you know, they might want that opportunity to do something totally different than what you yeah. do too, you know? So, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of 
I, I would definitely keep an open mind. I mean, I, I have a good example of that. Actually, I love that. I love that this you brought that up because for me, like my company is called Urban Soiree. I've been very known to be working in like, you know, properties that are already established, like mansions, downtown properties right. that are kind of cool, you know, elegant venues. And I do tented weddings. I do a lot of tented weddings, but you know, I'm guilty. Like they're probably a smaller percentage of what I do than other venues, but I would love to be doing more tent build outs and production. But I will say like, that's on me as the vendor to start talking about those opportunities that I want. And so I've been, you know, networking on my end to, you know, meet the right people or posting more about tented weddings that I've done. And so I, yeah, but I agree. Like I would hate to be rolled out as a designer and a planner just because I posted one tented wedding for indoor weddings. You know, I think if you're drawn to someone's style, you love their approach, you have a good like bond with them. And they're saying like, heck yes, I can do this. You know, I love your style. I I get your vision. I want to work with you. This is my process. And then you equally love it. I think like, don't be discouraged if they're not posting like the exact wedding of your dreams, because the reality of our jobs is every single wedding is a different project. So I'm not going to be posting your dream wedding because it doesn't exist yet. You know? Right. Right. That's so I think like, yeah, it's, I, I like your question though, because I think ask the questions and people I hope would point you in the right direction if they're not the right fit, you know? Yeah, no, that makes sense. And two, it's for me, it's all, it's personality. Oh yeah. Definitely. So who needs a wedding designer? I would say that it depends, of course, on your budget and the Mm -hmm. complexity of the vision that you're hoping to execute. And I know that that probably is what you talked about, the different types in your last episode. And this is where it really does get kind of confusing is that you know, there are some floral designers that can help with linen and they can help with certain things. And if you're not doing anything too production heavy and by production, I mean, bringing in several design vendors installs, like, can you elaborate on design vendors? What does that mean? So in my suite, design vendors include custom stationers. It includes lighting designers, any type of rental products, dance floors, tents, you know, linen, like chargers, flatware, all that stuff that, you know, upgraded, I would say. And then, of course, you have floral design or if you don't like florals, you know, whatever type of centerpiece designer props, like installations, you know, these days we could do a lot, which is really cool, but it's also can be very overwhelming. Right. Right. And so I would say if you are starting to like rack up the amount of needs in your design team, a design, like someone who just focuses on the wedding design and to become kind of that orchestrator of it all is really important. And I think a planner and a designer kind of comes into plan with that. Uh Now, if you are someone working at a really hands-on venue and they have a list of preferred lighting, floral and rentals, and they kind of manage that for you and you have a good sense of what you want, then maybe you don't need a planner who's going to create a custom design plan and coordinate all these vendors because you already have someone at your venue that's right. helping you. We um, did talk about this though, that can be a misconception and yes. maybe it's not as much where you are. Maybe it's the same exact thing. I'm not sure, but venue folks aren't wedding planners. They, they, they are, what would you say their role and responsibilities are at a wedding when they're like the venue host or coordinator? Yeah. I mean, first and foremost, they work for the venue and their right. their duties and their roles are responsible 
for the execution of the venue and the if they are a caterer, you know, with that too. And they do dabble in some of these design elements. And I think that that's kind of where it gets a little confusing, but oftentimes they're just kind of sending you to say three options that are packages within their offerings. Like not that they don't care, but like they don't care about what your tablescape looks like. Like you should just send them. You want the beige linen that was in the package and you want the uplighting. That's as like detailed as it's probably going to get with them. And to be honest, they probably don't care or want to know more than that because most venues that do this are likely volume properties. So they're hosting several more weddings and they create these packages to help you. A client that's working there, that really is great for them that they get a good rate and they can pick a different color linen. They can pick a different, you know, chair. There's like a few upgrades, but they don't want to be overwhelmed with more. And so to go back to the difference between a planner and a venue is that they're not getting into like the overall cohesive look from start to finish. It's a really good fit for the people who don't need anything crazy and they just want a nice, elegant setting. And it's really great that those packages exist for people that do want that, you know, Mm -hmm. but they are not going to be creating your stationary wording and making sure that you get the perfect letterpress that you're looking for, or, you know, these are things that get into more customization. So I'd say customization, that's a customization. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I would say there's a difference between personalization and customization. Oh my gosh. Uh, This is a whole other show. Go, go for it. uh, Yeah. But like off of that, if you could just break it down, I would say when you're online and going on minted, you can personalize that Ooh. template. That is exactly what you're doing with a venue that's giving you like options like that in the package. When you're working with someone on a custom project, you're getting a full custom experience and project. And so those are the differences. And oh my gosh, that. does that I help? I'm just, yeah, I'd love actually, it. Like, I've never said that before. It just came to me when yeah. you said customization. So yeah, I, love I, I it. think that yeah. that makes more sense in my head too. So hopefully that helps people. <laughs> yeah, actually it's very relatable to my business. We offer nice. personalized services and some custom elements, but I would say personalized is kind of where, where we fall. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, no. And it's, it's actually, I love this conversation and where it went because I think that it helps me now realize that I, so I offer customization right. services yeah. as opposed to like, I'm never using a design plan that I use for a last wedding. Like every right. single design plan is brand new. It's customized and it's mm-hmm. a lot of work, but the types of projects that I'm working on need it. And it's right. really fun for me. Right. So, and there's planners of all markets and all yep. types. And so I wouldn't say, just because you're working in a venue that does these personalizations that you don't need someone that's helping you with right. the custom design. But you know, th- these are the conversations that get you thinking, right? Right. So, yeah. If you're like, yeah, I do want to use the venues, chairs and linen, but I have no idea what to do for the florals or the linen, or I don't know how to pull it all together. That, yeah. that might be where you're like, maybe I do need someone who can help me with the overall design. Right. And I work with a lot of hotels. I work with a lot of venues and I pick off of those packages and I add to them. So, oh yeah. Yeah. That's a good thing to know. You don't have to have everything customized. 
You could have no. a customized and personalized event. <laughs> you can have both and you can pick and choose. And right. yeah, I think that this conversation was like hopefully enlightening that you don't need to have a million dollars to have design help either. I think you just need to be realistic and work with people that are going to educate you and tell you kind of what their process is and just make sure it fits with what you're hoping for. Yeah, that makes total sense. Love it. <laughs> Should we go off on any other tangents? If I were getting married right now, what I wish someone would tell me is to just be a little open-minded and flexible with the budget. You're never going to be able to put an actual number down on paper at the beginning. Right. We can get you like a good range. I can tell you what things have costed. But regardless if it's a personalization or a customization, especially these days planning in 2022, it is truly impossible for us to give you a hard number. And that's because A, we don't know how your design is going to evolve. We don't right. know where your guest count's going to fall. There's other factors that go into these quotes, like the venue can't tell us when we're loading in and loading out until closer to the date. So we don't know if you need late night strike right. fees or if like we have flexibility and can save a little and do Monday. And these are all things that are hard to predict until we are closer to the date or we get into a project. And so... That's the same for all your vendors. Like all of it is going to be a process with like figuring out the price point. So while we can get you like a rough estimate, you're, you have to be a little open-minded that that could change. And sometimes it can change for the better. Your guest count could right. drop and it could come down. So right. you want that flexibility. I think the other thing to keep in mind in 2022 is that we're still dealing with a lot of staffing and supply shortages. And so all these vendors, like we're doing our best to get in front of them and to offer things that aren't going to be an issue. But we aren't living in a world right now where I can guarantee that this is going to be right. perfect. All I can guarantee is that we're going to have solutions and backups and we're going to, you know, make right. it all happen regardless. An example I would give is like I had a wedding last June that we had a very heavy greenery look for the wedding. And it was when Texas apparently like froze over and that's when all oh. the Southern Smilax couldn't come in. And yeah. so, you know, she, it's really hard when I have a design plan and a bride that is obsessed with Southern Smilax and now I can't get any of it. And so I'm not a florist, but I had to work with our floral provider to right. figure out solutions to that. And unfortunately, the cost points for these things are fluctuating day to day because right. of what's happening in the world. And so it's really hard. I actually feel for couples like with it. I feel for all of us in the industry. It's not fun. It's not fair, right. but it's the world we're living in, you know, food costs. You know, right. I just went to go try to buy a new car last week and like they can't even give me a rate. So I'm like, mm. they're like, we don't know. We don't know when it's coming in and what you can have, but yet they want a deposit. So yeah, yeah. I, I feel you guys, I can feel you on the other side. Like I know how stressful it is, but I think know your hard number, know where you won't go over, articulate that to your team, and then just be really like in tune and realistic with the budget. It's just one of those things with design, it evolves. And so right. I would recommend a cushion fund. That's what I always tell all my clients because, you know, stuff happens. Stuff <laughs> so. happens. And is if as long as your team knows like, we really yeah. want to stay here. I mean, they're going to do everything in their power to support Absolutely. that. And they're obviously going to come to you and talk to you about it. So yeah, I mean, it yeah. is good. Budgets are super interesting. They're interesting for everything. Intense. Like, you know, I'm looking oh, the at the whole world. Yeah. yeah. But it is interesting. A frustration is that like someone says something like, well, how much does it cost? Well, what do you want? Well, how much right. does it cost? Well, what do you want? So 
I it's, think you we can't le- write you it out. Yeah. Build this, until we know. Build this muscle a little bit of like, okay, well, this is kind of what I want. Like you got to start somewhere and then you got to bring some things to the table and then, okay. Yeah. And then you take it back and it's a collaboration, right? It's so. a collaboration and it doesn't end when you make one decision. And I guess right. that's, I'm not saying that it's right for any vendor to say, okay, now it's 10 grand more. Of course not. Right. That's right. But I do think like, if you are all so going through the process and like, oh, well, what it would be like to just add those or, you know, I kind of do want to see it with this charger. Well, I mean, obviously like those change. And so this is the journey. Like you're kind of discovering what you want. And as much as I can try to guesstimate what our budget would be, I don't know what you're going to walk into a showroom and fall in love with. And then I also don't know what else is going on with that product or something, you know? So I was at an event recently and then there was some silverware that something okay. happened to it, but the silverware is not in um, production anymore. Like that's Oh, let me guess. It's a gold, like antique looking. I think flatware. it is actually. Yeah. There's yeah. like shortages all over the world. This yeah. Is something stuff. that's funny. Okay. It, yeah, all my clients a, love it. But there's <laughs> and a perfect I'm like, example. I know. Like crazy. I, that's the end of the line for that product. And I mean, you know, now about that particular yeah. silverware, but there, that could be for a lot of things that you're looking at. It's not endless supplies of everything. So you might have to adjust and reconsider and adjust and reconsider. So yeah, no, exactly. And like, I will literally go to the end of the earth to find something for my clients, but if it's not realistic, I'm not going to waste our time either. You know? No, I I think that that's spot on too. I know my planner friends, it's like, you know, a mission to find this stuff. Like they not just giving you the side. I like, Oh no, I don't want to do that. It's like, that's the, that's the goal. Like we're trying to make it personal and and creative. And I mean, like the thing with personalization versus customization, even customization, it is really hard for us all to recreate the wheel. Like you're going Mm -hmm. to see the same gold flatware at another wedding. Like there's just, we're not building brand new flatware or like getting it made in Italy for you. So that's something too, that people custom is still custom because of the hours and the thought process that go behind it. And that we're creating, you know, an overall customization to it, but we're still using products that you might see. And that's a good thing because in this day and age, I wouldn't order anything that isn't produced right now. So, or like, or, already made. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it will come in. So, right, right. Um, but yeah. Yes. Yeah. So if you go to order anything on like, you know, West Elm or Pottery Barn right now, you'll wait like a year and a half. Just think about that when you want to create something for a wedding too. Good, <laughs> so, good point. That's a really scary. great. And so also just like get a jump start and, and start early in that process with your team, you know? I think that's also something that someone should consider. I think that you said yeah. it's a six month process for you. Yeah. At least I'm guessing. Yeah. I don't or try to throw something together in three weeks. Oh yeah. And if you <laughs> and do, I'm sure your clients might have a bit, a bit more re- realistic about yeah. that, but maybe well, no, <laughs> I love them all dearly, but no, I think we're all just super busy adults. Like right. we're, we're both here in the States. We're in America. And like, I feel we all work like crazy yeah. and my clients are the same. And so no, they don't realize what, when they're supposed to be doing things, but luckily that's my job for them. Yeah. But yeah, earlier, the better these days, but also like not too, too early. Right. Like yeah, don't not start years. three years in advance. Yeah. Two years. Like it's, you know, reserve the date if you want to, but we're not going to dive in to design. Well, also your feeling like trends, mm-hmm. your thoughts, your feelings, everything, change, you know, it's all going to so, change. Yeah. yeah. And, um, that's okay too. You know, right. like let yourself enjoy the process. I love a long engagement. You don't have to rush right. um, to do everything all at once. So, but you know, six months 
that is when I start to really start to like book contracts and start like working. But, you know, internally doing those inspiration exercises, I would say you could start like, you know, a year out or nine months out. Right. And I think you're, you're good to do that. So cool. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. This was a thank fun you. conversation and we both learned a couple new words, like how we can use them. That's fun. Yeah. <laughs> that was such a fun combo. I hope it's yeah. been helpful. So yeah, just let us know if it was, but yeah. yeah, please do. So how can we find more about you? Awesome. You can find me on Instagram at urban underscore soiree. And then if you are a wedding professional, which you may probably not be, but um, if you are, you can find me at the confetti hour as well. And you can tune into the podcast on anywhere you listen to podcasts. So nice. Can you spell soiree? Oh, yes. It is S O I R E E. Perfect. Thank you. It is a mouthful. Thank you so much. Yeah, that's awesome. So thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate it. And we will be in touch, I'm sure. Yeah. So nice to meet you. Thank you again. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed my chat with Renee, where we talked about wedding design. As always, don't forget to subscribe to the show on your favorite listening app. We are also on YouTube at Cactus Collective. Thanks so much. See you next time. Mm -hmm.